to cover my ass where baffling books are reviewed but not read by yours truly. My name is Kaki. And I'm Kay. And remember, we only judge a book by its cover. And we find ourselves once more amid the towering stacks of your library. And Kay, I would like to invite you into my medicine lodge. Oh dear. Yeah. I was wondering what the smell was. The vellum seal is not quite perfect. So some of the the aroma has escaped a little bit, but Mm -hmm. most of it is still firmly inside. So uh, duck in while I hold this flap open. Hold your nose. Did you say duck? In you go. Three, two, one. In ah. you go. There we go. Okay, now we're Oh, it's nice and toasty in here, isn't it? It's kind of hot and humid. That's one of the words I would use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know much about medicine lodges. No? Um, Yes. You you were going to say something undermining there, but that's okay. This is a safe space. I'm I'm trying to be positive. Yeah, yeah, that's what the the medicine lodge is for. So I kind of tried to imagine sort of thematically what it would be about, because I'm not into cultural appropriation. So we've gone a little bit of sauna, as they say. Yeah. Uh, A little bit of banya, as they say in Russia. That's the steam baths. Uh, A little bit of hammam. Yes, very much. The, uh, the Middle Eastern version. Well, with, yeah. Where did you really get the tiles? Yeah, that was some work, and there are some parts of the ceiling that are less insulated now than they were before. Oh, but so, uh, Look, look, we make do with what we have. It doesn't work if you break down the library as it stands around you. Everything that was in the library is still in the library. That's like that guy who sorted a book by alphabetic order, and like everything <laughs> yes. is in, still in there. It's still that the same just, book. That was Douglas Adams. And Terry Jones, by the way. I credited that yes. to Douglas Adams, and oh. it was Terry Jones who wrote it. But, but yeah, so that, that doesn't mean it's useful. Yeah. Or serving its original purpose, for that matter. We're sort of drifting away from the whole point of the the medicine lodge, which, like, less successful. What do I smell Uh, burning? I didn't have, like, sage or menthol or whatever. Cedar wood. None of that. So this is just some gunk that I got out of the uh, duck memorial pond. Oh. So whatever grows well on duck blood, which is still the color of the pond. Seems to be very persistent, doesn't it? Yeah. You'd think that it, like, washes away, but no, I I guess it's... It's a pond. Where would it wash to? There's water feeding into it. It's not a stagnant pond. Pretty fetid now with all the duck blood. Well, maybe a dead duck clocked the drain or something. It's a okay, good thing. wait, hold on. No negative thoughts in the medicine lodge. Oh, sorry. Hold on. Yeah, yes. I mean, it doesn't smell great. But the, on the plus side, after like eight or nine hours, you stopped smelling anything, really. Have you had any visions yet? Yes. As our readers at home may remember, at your recommendation, I built this medicine lodge so I could commune, just catching everyone up on the unnecessary lore about this literary podcast, commune with the spirit of the bear and maybe gain some wisdom as to how to deal with these, these stealthy right. fucking burglar bears that have, have stolen one... my anti or you only have suits. one week left until the end of bear season. I think it's October 31st now. Mm, could be. Mm, Could be October right. 31st. So, beginning of November is the end of bear season. I mean, uh, ups and downs, partly successful. The spirit of the bear did, in fact, appear after six days and? of... I think we're dating. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, yeah, th- uh, thank you. Mateltoff. Like, the conversation took a different turn than I expected. Went mm. uh, went went very personal. Like, I asked him what what things were like among bears and, like, to try right. and get into the, into the bear psyche. And he told me about the trial of this hibernation and then fattening cycle that feels like you're missing out on a lot of the, of the year. And I and I found myself quite sympathetic to that. I mean, I have missed out on a lot of the world since I since I came here. Well, you've got all the books in the world, and I and I do appreciate it. And the experience of the inner world during hibernation is apparently quite revelatory, oh. as I caught only a glimpse of in this here medicine lodge as I was suffering dehydration delirium. You and didn't drink for six days. Ooh, that's not well, so, like, are you sure this was like a actual vision and not the scruff app? How is anyone sure about anything in, in this environment? I mean, Very good point. you can already feel like the oppressive heat of the, of the steam sort yes, of pressing against your my, temples. I'm just going to take my blazer off. Yeah, know. yeah, go ahead. This is a safe space. Uh, readers at home, don't look, okay? <laughs> 
<laughs> yes. yeah, avert avert your eyes from this podcast. I haven't yet like shared names or anything. Like it's just a it's just yeah. a casual well, getting to know each other. Be but bear, if it's the great bear spirit, I mean, Urs, maybe. Worse. Yeah, Worse. that's a yeah. that's a cool that's a cool name. Well, yeah. I'll ask, I'll, or, I'll or ask survive, him. if it could be. Uh, no, it's a it's, okay. a, it's a male one. <laughs> right. It's a male Fair one. Enough. At least we know that part. Okay. Well, I'm not going to ask. A gentleman doesn't tell. No, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> lead ye not into temptation and some of that kind of thing. <laughs> oh, God. Reminds me of my, my favorite prayer, which goes, Lord, give me the strength to resist temptation, but uh, not yet, my Lord, not yet. Yes. <laughs> so, kind of an ongoing process. Uh, I think I'll, uh, I'll, I'll stay in the, uh, uh, in, the, in, the, in the lodge and try and commune with the spirit of the bear okay. some more. I mean, we've been having a, having a good time. Staying warm is not a problem in here, so... No, Maybe no, Overheating might be an issue when there's a bear around. Things uh, do get steamy in here. Yeah, One I mean, they, the we, we are talking about a, a, a vellum-wrapped sort of sort of long house ensconced around the uh, around the fireplace that I've kept. Uh, uh, yes, and yep. uh, you actually have managed to get the smoke out of here, which is good because we're not like choking. At least I don't think. No, I am, no, so it's good. just a little bit of incense around the around the edges. To, my to, skin's to, going a little bit parched, so I'm, I think I'm being slowly smoked in here. But I think we'll be quite delicious on the way out. Pardon? Bear certainly says so. Anyway, oh, so no. Wait, anyway, 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 anyway. No, no. Come on, we're this is the medicine lodge. This is a place of peace. We're just, we're just right. ourselves. So here. there's no bears perched okay. on the bookshelf outside when I make my way out here. Those are. The, I told you about. This is the. Oh, I mean, the spirit of. Oh, do you think maybe they tricked me? I don't know. Do you think maybe they, they, they tricked me while I was while I was delirious, waiting for the spirit of the bear for six days, sitting in the heat and oppression, and then these asshole bears who have burgled three of my armored pro or anti bear suits have now burgled me of what little like bear innocence I oh that might be the bear bones. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the bare necessities <laughs> of Mother Nature's recipes. Okay, um, we'll we'll see. I'll just spend another week in here. Okay, um, and we'll just we'll just see how it I'll how see it if turns I can out. Bring some incense. Wait, Actual that's not incense. Oh yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Not just pond scum, and also not chili powder flakes to ward off the bears or anything like that. So doesn't work. No, no. no these not. these library bears, it doesn't work. Well seasoned. No, wait. See, let's not talk about seasoned. <laughs> no. I don't want to be seasoned here. Okay. Speaking of hmm bears? Yeah, okay. Let's go with that. Speaking of bears, what do we have in store for our readers this week? Ah, uh, this week's book is Der große Fetisch by El Sprague de Camp. Yeah. Translation again. I don't know how this keeps happening. We keep getting the German version. So yes. this is The Great Fetish. Yes. It's a novel by uh, Mr. I think it's Mr. De Camp. It could be. Then we use their pronouns. Yes. Easy. Of course. The Great Fetish. It shows the titular There's character. a lot going on. Oh, yes. There's uh, a lot going on. Everybody in this look cover. at your podcasting device. If you look down at your podcasting device now, thank you for the reminder there. If you look down at your podcasting device now, you should, should be seeing the cover of today's book. And if not, you can uh, check the show notes for an image and a link. Unless apparently you're using Apple Podcasts. I'm still trying to figure that out. Otherwise, you can always go to CoverMyAskCast.com, where every episode, nicely numbered, shows the correct episode art. So, what we have is our main character from the book. Ah, yes. Young Atsi, on his quest to steal water from the gods. Yeah, I thought that was a peculiar name for, ostensibly, a young Greek figure. I was going to say Roman, but yes. And he's wearing his famous Aztec sneakers. <laughs> yeah, true. See, the reason that I thought they were they were Greek in my reading, I thought everyone was Greek, and much of my reading is based on the idea that they're Greek, so let's see how that pans out, yeah. uh, was that Atsi belongs to a, a sort of group of youths known as the, the Ephebes. Ephebes is, is yes. the proper Greek pronunciation. That means, that means young men. But in this case, it's a class including both Ephebes 
Phoebes and she Phoebes and they Phoebes, where people in their youth just sort of, like, they're not too particular about uh, their gender identity just yet. Yeah. Like, Atsi had just come out of uh, a few months of trying she on for a while, and then uh, she decided, oh, I I'll cut my hair and let's try being a he Phoebe for a while. Yeah. Uh, and see if that's a that's a better fit. On the on the cover here, you see him facing off against one of the divine guardians because <clears throat> having stolen water from the gods, a young sand surfer is pursued by merciless divine guardians, hell bent on keeping primitive humankind innocence of water sports. Yes, yeah, a different kind of book. A tale for the ages, clearly Promethean. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, the uh, who stole fire from the gods. Well, yeah, in this case, water from which it seems like much more of a important thing. It's a sand surfer. They've been doing the uh, downhill surf competition. Ah, yes. Like, there's no water, so no sea. So basically, the shore is keeps going downhill. And of course, this being the uh, antiquity, ski lifts have not been invented yet. <laughs> so whichever part you surf down, you also have to walk back up again, so which accounts for all the uh, fit young bodies that we see in the yeah, beginning of the book. Yeah, yeah. You've got to be strong. And also, in a world without water, people didn't didn't, like, live very long. I'm impressed that they lived as long as they did. Well, you know, it's it's one of those origin tales. Take the Bible, for instance. Oh, yeah. It's like, let there be light. Okay, so there was light. And the sun is created on what, day three or day four? Yeah. So what did the light before then come from? You know, it's just like... <laughs> <laughs> let there be rock! And the music was good, and the music was loud! I don't think that that was completely glossed over, because there is the mention of uh, uh, various forms of flora... They ate lotuses and cacti and uh, uh, and other like moist vegetables mm-hmm. and the like, which sometimes they would squeeze for what they call desert wine, a gross sort of chunky, milky uh, uh, substance. You really but have I been s- like on gross, chunky substances the last year, haven't you? I mean, I, I know you're like, there's a lot of pond scum to deal with, yeah, but well, there is a water cooler in the cafeteria. It is a very precious And there's no resource. salmons in there. It is very, very precious to me because I don't see any way for it to be refilled. There's a guy who comes in every Tuesday. Oh, so I could have just been, been drinking yeah. from the... Oh, sorry, I thought you were. Uh, uh, well, I will be now. No, good, good. Good, uh, good on you. 44 weeks I've been here sort of drinking out of my cupped hands from various... You know what? You know what? Positive thinking. This is the Medicine Lodge. Positive thinking. So great that this happens. We, uh, and that there's such a great literary parallel with this book that we've been reading together. Yes. Because, yes, I will discover delicious, clear water. Fresh, cool or room temperature at your leisure. Yeah, from the two spouts in little triangular cups that are super inconvenient so you can never put them down anywhere. Yeah, well... I don't know why they do they that. They come with the contract. Why, why are they triangular cups that you can't put down anywhere? Oh, so I, you don't litter? Maybe. I think you're supposed to, like, drink from it and then throw it away in the trash immediately and not, like... People who are going to leave their cups around are going to leave them around anyway, be they triangular or not. Usually well, what I I'm already committing. I'm not going to litter. I'll figure out some productive way to utilize. I'm looking forward to seeing the decorative lamp that you're yes. going to make for the... Yes, you get me, you get me, you get me. I'm going to utilize those cuffs because for our readers at home, did you know, and for UK, did you know that there is a distinction, a very slight distinction that nobody knows about between the words use and utilize? Oh, in as much as they have a difference, which yeah. is not acknowledged to, to, to exist in common speech, but yeah. only in pedantic, thesaurial definition, yeah. to utilize means to put something to a profitable use for which it was not intended. Oh, that's so I'm going to I'm going to use this uh, uh, iron to iron my shirts, yeah. or I'm going to utilize this to broken iron oh. as a doorstop. Utilize the working iron to make bacon, but oh yeah, that's a that's a great yeah. idea. 
Yeah. Like duck bacon. I oh, know we're out of ducks. Yeah, we are definitely out of ducks. So they come flying back in in spring, you know, migration. Which reminds me, I haven't seen much of the Volime Raptors lately. Haven't you? I've been oh. in the Medicine Lodge. Right. So. Maybe the bears got them? Oh, maybe I they think, sent out I a, think Maybe my... they sent out a war party? I did hear some weird chanting last night. I... Do, do Volime Raptors chant? No, they sort of, they sort of squawk and they, and they uh. trumpet and they warble. But they okay. don't. They don't chant in my in my experience. Or might have been you. Have you been sitting here chanting in the medicine lodge? I mean, I've been in the medicine lodge. Who knows what I've been doing? Oh, uh, let's go with that. Then. Aside from the spirit of the bear. Well, wink, hmm. wink, wink, yeah, yeah. wink, 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 uh, wink, wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. Uh, say no more. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I won't then. So we have uh, we have young Atzi on the cover. Yeah, it was taking us a while to to get through. Facing off against one of the divine guardians mentioned previously, yes. a, a very large, monstrous creature with a with a sword and a shield, who is uh, uh, clearly like threatening and attacking. While Atzi has a has a has a protective gesture, holding the container in which he has stolen the water. water from the gods. Yes, which he stole in a, a in a special vase. Since this was the first container of water, it's treated with great, great deference. And so it's the vase deference. Uh, the vase of deference. Yes. So I'll just enjoy that one uh, a little yes. bit. He's uh, snuck his way into the quarters of Atlana, the goddess of water, which was guarded by the guardians of Huitzipotlocti, the, the god of will and war and the patron of sun and fire, who is responsible for there being oh. no water available to the humans. Yeah, I liked how it borrowed from Roman, Greek, Egyptian, and in this case, uh, Aztec. Aztec yes. mythology. I mean, if you look at the cover, you can definitely see a bit of an Aztec look going on there. A wrap at- tunic. Well, Everybody yes, was doing wrap well, tunics. I know, but look at the, the stonework beneath the, uh, the construct's Let me legs. Pull it up, yeah. And then, of course, there's the Eiffel Tower sword he's holding, but that's not really... Oh, my goodness. Look at the buildings in the back. That, that, that's all Aztec. The ziggurat is Aztec, yes. but the columns are Doric. Oh, I suppose so. Yes. Right? That's, that's they, sort of they, Aztec didn't really do columns, did they? Not uh, a lot. They like the step pyramids, the ziggurats. Oh, I'm looking at this. This, yeah, this little head that you. It's a gargoyle, essentially. Oh, yes, pretty much. You know, from the from the French gargouille. But then, if you look on the on the shield uh, of the monster, it has it's, two it's got the snakes. Has a has a very European style to it. If this was an Aztec drawing, they would have a, a very different aesthetic. They would have the more blocky shapes. Right. Yeah. They would not they be. Like. They would not be so tapered. They would have a more constant width over the length of their bodies this uh, is so cool i hadn't realized how how pervasive like tunics were oh uh, yes because you see someone wearing a tunic do you know if they're greek do you know if they're aztec inca roman yes i mean it is a very convenient way of getting dressed you know it's like just p- take a piece just of clothes a and wrap it around you yeah yeah like I saw this lovely image uh, on the internet somewhere, and it was like a picture of a Mexican pyramid, Aztec, then yeah. a picture of an Egyptian pyramid, and a, a picture of the Borobudur, and then like a little map showing like how farly spread across the world. Look at it, like these similar structures so widely spread around the world. What does this mean? And some smart ass commented, well, it probably means that that's a very good way of piling up a bunch of stones and not having them fall over in a very long time. Yes, yes. <laughs> Those are the ones that made it. All yeah. the other designs that they tried did yeah, not. Exactly, exactly. exactly. I think Angkor Wat also has pyramidal structures. Yeah, they're, they're a little bit shallower, I think, but that's how, basically how they found them. They found these weird hills sticking out of the jungle, and they were like, oh, wait, that's a building. Turns out there's a building underneath uh, there. There was recently some scanning being done there to get even oh, yeah. more details. And uh, yeah, it's guys flying LIDAR drones around. Might have been sonar, I don't know. 
basically a good way to get through the vegetation. So probably not lidar. Yeah. Uh, and uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, just like picking. Oh, there's a building. It's like just picking them out and going like, oh, there's much more than we thought. There's one. There's yeah, one. It's like turns out there's there's loads of them. Kind of makes sense. These were ginormous complexes. Then uh, yeah, it makes sense that there were like surrounding buildings that nobody's found yet because they're in the middle of the jungle. Oh, I have a I have a friend who recently visited Italy and went and visited Pompeii oh. uh, and Herculaneum. Yeah. Uh, uh, both of them cities out of antiquity that were uh, that were destroyed. Pompeii famously through a, a volcanic eruption. Mm. No, Herculaneum in the same in the same eruption. It's just the well, lesser well known of the of the pair. Is it? Yes. Oh, because Herculaneum he was he was more impressed with mm. uh, because that's. Like, that's a city that you can walk around in. That yeah. was a city of 20,000 people. I, I don't think they preserved the cast of bodies, like in, in Pompeii, where hollows were found in, yeah. the, uh, in the ash layer that they filled with, uh, with gypsum to get the, the silhouettes of the people who had died there. Because they, they were covered in volcanic yeah. ash and just evaporated. I think there's actually a cast of someone having a wank. It's like going like, world's ending. Might as well crank one out before Hell we... Hell yes. <laughs> Hell yes. Absolutely. <laughs> it's like... Or he was <laughs> ca- caught completely off guard. <laughs> he was just really focused on, on the task at hand, yeah. as we say. Yeah, but he was really impressed that you could just sort of walk around there and there were, there were shops and there were like public bathhouses and toilets and homes and it was, it was just a city with city stuff. Yeah, well, that's, I guess, how people lived back then, in cities. Yeah. Yeah, Well, we can't imagine it now. Like, you think maybe of Rome, and you think about this sprawling metropolis, and there's this idea, like, thinking of Romans, and that they took a day trip to the market in a big city, and that they had some snacks there from a a street food vendor. Mm. Just like one would today when one goes, yeah, goes like, shopping. Oh, yeah, yeah, one, one fried fish or something else. Yeah. For, yeah. You had street food vendors yeah. in, in probably Angkor Wat because people would travel and you want a, you want a, like a, a fresh, some fresh bread yeah. or something. You're going to have to buy it from a baker. I mean, people didn't have home ovens. I mean, that was like way too complex. Uh, I mean, like, oh, yeah. there was usually communal, either you went to the baker or you went to, there was a communal oven service. It's like you still have in, oh. uh, like you still have in, uh, in Northern Africa, in Morocco. You have like your amphora, like vast, Type thing, which you just like go around. A deferential, and, and, yes. and you put your ingredients in, and you close it up with a stopper, and you cake it up, and then you take it to, to the place around the back of the bathhouse, which is where oh. the, the fires are stoked for the bathhouse. And you give them your jar, and they put it in the in, in the ashes and in the fire, and they keep it stoked. And in the meantime, you go around to the front, and you go have your bath, have and bath. you sit around there, and you go. Oh and on the way back, so a few hours later, you go back and you pick up your own vase, and you go home with that, and that's dinner. That's brilliant. Yes, <laughs> that's brilliant. We can do that. I have the fireplace here. We have well, the, the, the hammam little pond. Yes. This you, is great. This is have, great. I don't think I have any amphoras. Leave it to me. Oh, you know how ingenious I yes. am. Yes. I'm an, I'm, I'm an I'm, ingenious. I'm, we're looking forward to seeing your pottery wheel next week. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we're, that's what, well, you may have to wait a week or two. Well, I'm, I'm, okay. I'm continuing my, uh, my romantic exploration with what may be uh, 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 might bear. turn out to be one of the actual burglar bears who's just disguised themselves as the spirit of the bear. Uh, we'll we'll see. Mean, we'll isn't, see. Isn't the spirit of the bear in all bears? Certainly is in me. Right. Listen, Top back up. to the book. So he, he loses the competition, and being bummed out, he decides to make war on the gods. He's like, if he can't enjoy the sand surfing competition, then nobody can. And he yeah. goes on his vengeful quest to the home of the gods. Uh, yeah, kind of in the spirit of the way that the Greek pantheon, they were all very petty. So I guess they could, yes. they could understand. Like, it's a fair cop. It's a fair cop that one of these mortals will come and fuck us up. He gets a uh, visit from uh, Xochopili, the god of games, gays, and male prostitutes. <gasps> Why have I never heard of this god, Xochopili? Oh, I am... Are you sure it's ch- and not ch? 
I think they, I think they had the pure fun in I kind of want to say it. I suppose, like, no, I was going to say Mexican, but no, Mexican doesn't sound like Aztec because Mexican sounds like Spanish. Yes, they do have, like, there are, there are still Aztec, like, pockets of culture here and there. I mm. saw an example at one point of a Christmas celebration oh. in sort of Native American hinterlands of Mexico. A Christmas celebration that included a, a, a procession. Now, so far, so good. Lots of floats, lots of lights, lots of candles and, and, and all of this. Oh, oh, a big, big effigy of Mary. Okay, she looks scary. That's yeah. That's a little bit weird but she's clearly the Virgin Mary. And then next up is Jesus, a naked dancing man with leopard spots all over him okay. who, is, who is dancing with fire, and he is Jesus. He is El Salvador, well, and he is clearly the jaguar god also. But that was the way that Christianity went about those yeah. places. It was like embrace and extend. They soon learned that like going like, no, your gods are wrong, and this is what you're supposed to be worshipping didn't work. And they went like, no. well, you got it right, but this, this guy you are calling the jaguar god is actually Jesus and he's like and, and this oh. woman who's the fertility thing is actually Mary oh. and that's and, and just like yeah, overla- okay. overlay Christianity on that and then people and just can, adapt it to can the kind local- of pretend that they're still worshiping their own gods well, and that's like, how it worked with the, the with the Germans when they when they tried that there like uh, they figured out that the important thing was not so much the gods that they worshipped yeah. but the the regularity of the festivities and, okay. the, and the, like they were they were perfectly fine with accepting a better god than uh, than Odin because he's not very good when you well, think about it when you're uh, from a practical point of view. Oh, yeah, he's a, bit, he's a bit of a bastard. Yeah, a lot of them. A lot of them kind of are. So a god who is just good and caring, like, that sounds great, but we will not give up our midwinter first. Oh, 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 well, when is it? Uh, it's at the... Turns out that that's when Jesus was born. Guess what? Oh, great news! That's when Jesus was born. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. An auspicious day. It's, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah, that makes complete sense. And when is when is the solstice? Well, it's this date. And the other tribe says, no, it's that date. And the other tribe says, no, there's actually a different date, because they all keep different calendars. Hey, guess what? There's 12 days of Christmas. Oh. That is literally why we have 12 days of Christmas. Oh, wow. Yes. Because the various Germanic tribes did not agree on when solstice was, I mean, and the Christian missionaries were like, of, good news, everyone. I mean, that's kind of bullshit, because, like, I mean, anybody with the slightest bit of astrology knows when the solstice is. Uh, no, it's tricky still. No, it's not. Why? It's like, it's the day that the sun comes up the, the, the furthest south. And like, and you know, the day before it it came up above the horizon. How do, you, how do you know what's north? You don't need to. You just put a little theodolite. You put like one reference point and you put a little marker. This is where the sun comes up today. Then the next day you put up, put up a little marker. This is where the sun comes up. And at one point there's going to be the last one in the line and then it starts moving back up. Well, yeah. That was the was, day that the solstice was. This job was outsourced to fucking Ulf and Hengist, who they did not get up as early oh, as they were supposed to. They didn't have anything else to do back then except look at the stars at night. That's why the early astronomy is so big. It's like they didn't I mean, have the, alarm the, clocks either. They had goats and chickens. What the fuck? What? Okay. What? What the fuck are you just saying to me right now? A goat noise. is as good as an alarm well, clock. I suppose they make noise in the morning. Yeah, I mean, chickens do. Yeah, at dawn. Mm-hmm. After dawn. Roosters. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, after after dawn. I think the the sun's over the horizon before the rooster crows. Mm. Yeah. Pretty sure it's not, but anyway, so, uh, let's go back to the. No, let's oh, dig in. Oh, let's sorry. dig in. Let's let's just <laughs> dig in our little heels on a subject that we are not very knowledgeable about. No, but clearly you are. Sorry, I forgot about the spirit of the medicine lodge. I oh, defer, yes. of course, to your your superior knowledge right. on ghosts. So, um, young Atsy. Oh yes, we were doing a book. <laughs> we yes, were doing sorry. a book. Yes, yes, yes. Young Atsy manages to make his way to the realm of the gods by uh, yeah. doing a little bit of uh, Krokpili worshipping. <laughs> 
<laughs> the god of uh, uh, he, he decides to give him a ride along to the spirit plane and uh, he manages to discover that uh, yes there has been a, a great injustice upon humanity because Atlana has been held prisoner by Witsipotlochti who has been uh, thinking that uh, like you know he kind of likes the the humans like in their drought and their they only have yeah. the sun and the heat to worship and there's no such thing as water to uh, get them by and uh, this is such a yeah, good book it is it's amazing <laughs> and uh, he manages to uh yeah find uh fight atlana uh, find atlana not fight her and uh, basically steal her water i mean she's like more than happy with it like she's she's happy to give it to him it's like he's stealing it more stealing it from the other gods than from her yeah he goes with her blessing it turns into a bit of a wet affair but he's completely enthralled by it like it's nothing he's ever experienced before in his young life uh, <laughs> <laughs> well one doesn't know i mean he was a sheep for a while we don't know what's, uh, well, what's under that uh, tunic, nor should we care. No, still, enjoys like it, and no, so nobody did, uh, had, there was no water, so like, this is like new. What's your feeling? My father studied anthropology, and he had numerous texts up in mm-hmm. his uh, up in his attic that I studied. Sometimes uh, as a young, bored kid, where I learned about the Yanomame Indians in Native Americans, of course, in South America, uh, and various other of these anthropology cases. And one of them was about the prevalence of oral sex oh. and as a young man sort of coming up and learning about my body that was one of the uh, that was one of the subjects that i became a little bit interested in on the on the sly i can imagine that retiring one with certain books that it's that it's actually quite common uh, uh, oral sex is practiced very commonly oh. in human cultures that practice regular bathing and not outside <laughs> so <laughs> well yes one can so imagine. it may have been that atlana was able to show atzi some cool mouth stuff i can imagine like after he was used to either over the pants or pants off eyes closed she must have opened some some yeah the- <laughs> So out he out he runs, tugging his uh, uh, his tunic, tunic back, back into place, and uh, clutching the vase of deference. Yes, chased by uh, Pinal, the messenger of Witsipotlochti. Oh yeah, which yeah. is I think the Eiffel Tower wielding a giant on the front of the. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's not a very good knife, is it? Well, it's like it's more of a... pointy and goes into the other guy. It kind of yeah. works. Pinal, I mean, he is known already among some of the Ephebes and Shephebes as a bit of a cottage troll. Like yeah. Hangs around and goes, hello, ladies and young gentlemen, how, how, how are you doing? He's known as, well, not, not exactly the bogeyman, but, you know, better keep away from him. Nobody wants to tell you why exactly, but they do tell, yeah, like, better no, stay away you, from him. Yeah, exactly. If you're gonna, if you're gonna pass by that temple, uh, yeah. uh walk by in pairs, at least. Yes. Uh, uh, that, that, that spike of him is not indicative, so don't bother. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, just having been introduced to this certain oral, uh, sort of order, order traditional, yes. That's sort of, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, frightened off by uh, Pinal because, like, I mean, look at that mouth, look at those teeth. No, like, no, none of this. Thank you. Uh, yeah, thank I'm you. I'm not but, having any of that. And, uh, but he gives he gives kind of a soft but firm no, which is the advances of Pinal are soundly rejected yeah. without being too like, uh, oh no, th- thank you. I'm fine. You're good. You're good. We're fine. Moving yes. on. Of course, Pinal becomes a little bit unduly persuasive. No, 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 you're not getting anywhere with that vase of deference. So fortunately, he's quickly saved by one of his friends, Frenulon. Oh. Shows up and distracts the uh, the cottage uh, yes. troll. Having won the uh, the sand surfing competition, Frenulon yeah. is doing a little bit of gloating at first, but he's like worried about what happened to a uh, young to Atsi, Atsi, yeah. and uh, it's gone. I mean, they've had their differences, but they've also had their dalliances. So yeah, he's they've like had their checki- differences. Uh, <laughs> so checking up on him, he, he shows up just in time to uh, jump uh, the cottage troll on on the shoulders and distract him long enough for uh, Atsi to make off with the vase. <laughs> 
He certainly helps, knows how to uh, distract. He learned that from their teacher, sort of the uh, the Fagin. No, the artful dodger, I would oh. say, to this gang of Ephebes and Shephebes and Thebes. Ganymede the Thirsty. Which is a weird name, considering that... Like, In a world without water? Water, yeah. <sighs> like, I think maybe they weren't talking like about his, his Ludwig, need for hydration. Ludwig the Breathing or something, you know? It's like <laughs> I don't think they meant that he wanted uh, to have a drink. I think that they learned very different things from her, and... Uh, uh, well, that Atsi will be uh, greatly appreciated as next uh, uh, a great educator among their ranks. Well, because he- great hydrator, but we're, we're, we're getting a little bit ahead of the story <laughs> yeah. at this point. <laughs> because it is a heroic tale from the from the ancient traditions. And this is something that the Aztecs and the Greeks and the Chinese had in common. When you have a hero who goes on a quest or a journey, they have to perform many labors. They have to overcome many challenges. Mm-hmm. The first, of course, was the cottage troll uh, Pinal. After that, on his way back to the mortal realm with uh, the vase of deference and Atlanta's water, he encountered the chicken plucker yeah. and the chicken plucker's son. Ah, but he's only chicken plucking chickens until the chicken plucker comes. Yeah, yes. oh, is that? <laughs> yeah. I think the original was pheasants, actually, but... Yeah. <laughs> uh, where, once again, he is helped by his friend Philogolos, who yeah. is not one of the uh, Phoebes and Chiefs and, and they Phoebes, but he is a hard-working stand-up tragedian, Yes, which, let me tell you, is not a popular form of entertainment. No, it's, I hope you like Rotten Tomatoes and Weak Lettuce, because... Because that's oh, well, that, he does. He does. Yeah. That is, that is completely his thing. But like his his stand up tragedy routines are just are just atrocious. Like huh? tragic. Hey, every, everybody else just having a bad day. Me too. Yeah, like uh, me too is like got, the worst. Like, got kicked over like a dog peed on me this morning before I got out of bed. Yeah. And, uh, oh, you're all turning away. Yeah. yeah. That- that fits. Just get oh, on and, and just yeah. inside going, yes, I'm so good at this. Everybody's bummed. Oh, I'm uh, amazing. Yeah, brought down everybody's day again. And if uh, downbeat upsetting stories are what you like, then you're in luck. Because after this, Atsi becomes involved in the uh, Titomachy, a, a famous conflict about the displaying or the binding of breasts. Yes. Uh, related to the Titanomachy, the great conflict with the Titans in, uh, in Greek mythology. Oh. Greek mythology isn't my strong suit. Well, there are other Greek things that you're more familiar with, well, I understand. Yes. There was the, the, the binding versus the underwire versus the stuffing uh, for <laughs> those who didn't, uh, who didn't have... Yeah. Yes. And I think I mean, that Atsi was particularly well uh, well equipped to, to to deal with that because he had just, de- just depending on which kind of territory he was he was walking through through the binders or the stuffers or the, yeah. or the underwirers, uh, he was able to uh, just casually adapt because he yeah he did spend some time as a as a sheep yeah uh, uh, and uh, uh, he managed to sneak his way through there which is I always like a hero who is as cunning as they are brave which shows in the last uh, part of the book ah where yes he, uh, where he gets cornered by the stone constructs which have been uh, sent by. I, uh, no, I'm not going to even try that. Which is uh, the stone constructs, the stone constructs of Witsitpotlokti, and uh, pi- uh, led by Pinal, and who are ma- managed to corner him, and he fa- stands there on the edge of the, the rocky escarpment, and uh, he's holding the vast deference in his hands, and he decides, like, well, I'm not going to be captured with it, so I'm just going to drain it. And after he like drinks all of the contents, which takes a surprisingly long time, he just he <laughs> casts the vase off the edge of the cliff until it shatters down below. And constructs go like, yeah, okay, we were supposed to bring that back, but it's been destroyed now, so yeah, yeah that's fine. They can't see very well, being simple biclopses. Yeah, exactly. They see the thing flying down, it gets shattered, and then screw it, and like, let's go back home. There's no honor to be had in here. We can drag him back with us, but like, we were only meant to get the vase of deference back, and. It's like it's been destroyed now. It's been, fine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so, uh, Witsi is going a, to be fine with it. Like, uh, like, I mean, At- Atlanta's power vessel has been destroyed. So whatever. We're good. It's like, 
And if you were looking forward to a tragedy now that this has all uh, uh, gone wrong, oh. you're in for a disappointment. Yes. Because our, our Atsi was very clever. Yes. I mean, he, he emptied the vase of deference. And like as soon as the, uh, the constructs are gone, there's the 60 days and nights of the great wizening, where so him standing on the edge <laughs> yeah. of the cliff, he, he fills the waters of the earth, like the empty spaces. You mean he drank it in 60 seconds, but it take, took him 60 days. The waters rose. The sand surf valley became... What a good beach. Catalyst Surface Paradise, I think it's called one of them. It's like Paradise. It's in yeah. Australia, but not in South America. I don't yeah, know if it's in do. South American that'll surfing, do. but that's probably what what he Uluru stand, used to yeah. be used for as a, as a diving. Sand surfing. I mean, he stands there wearing his Aztec sneakers and his hiked tunic. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he tells everybody, "Hey, Ganymede the Thirsty, you're in luck." Oh, oh. See, it took, oh, readers at home, it took him a while to get this yeah, one. Yeah, I had to look at, actually had to look at the note before that. <laughs> yeah, if you were thirsty, you're in luck, because yeah. here comes... The Great Wizening. The Great Wizening. Le- what a fantastic book Le- this Leaving Atsi as the, uh, the bringer of the water. The water bearer. Yes. I think it was a good take on a uh, on an old story. Which is something that I, I really like. I, there are certain stories that, uh, some people call them old hat, but myths and fairy tales are the stories that we tell over and over for thousands of years, so there must be something fundamentally about them yeah. that we yeah, love. There was no TV, there was no phones, like people were bored, they made up shit to tell each other. And also, some of them had food preparation methods that resulted in the release of certain psychotropic substances. Well, that, was the, that was the case with certain types of medieval Western European bread that had something that we would recognize today. Um, as lysergic diethylamine. Yes, uh, especially it's a, it's, a, it's a fungus that grows on rye, and you get these black ears, and that's LSD. It's not very good for you. I mean, the fungus has other properties which makes you sick, but... If you're drinking largely leaded water, you probably aren't going yeah, to don't, notice feeling... Don't drink lemonade because... from lead cups, people. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah the acidity in the uh, lemon uh, oh, helps, the, yeah, helps okay. the lead dissolve. It was one of the British kings who turned mad because of that. Oh, well, that's cool. He loved his lemonade, and he loved drinking it from lead beakers, and it turned him mad. <laughs> Versus the hat who uh, uh, mercury uh, yeah yeah, yeah mercury fumes. it doesn't it doesn't evaporate a lot but but if you use it a lot and they use yeah. it for stiffening the brims of hats that's why a lot of them like, had like orange hair because that's also a, a lot of a uh, lot of problems with that in the bay area oh is it during the gold rush most of the money was actually made by people who were running the mercury mines oh yes and because it's, like, it's a solvent yeah the gold dissolves in mercury yeah and then, you, and then they boiled it off and then it's you leave the gold like yeah inhaling mercury is really good idea so how are we going to rate this book oh yes so uh, let's do in terms of sc- Scale like from a from a trickle to a splash. Are we going to rate it by th- river throughput? Or are we going to rate it by dams which are holding back a great volume of water? Okay, we so- have been recording for a while, and boy howdy, have you been talking about water a lot? So there is certain like there is certainly a dam being held back. <laughs> are we going on a scale from Beaver Dam to Hoover Dam? Or no, three on a scale from Beaver Dam to Three Gorges. Wait, what's in between? What options are in between? Oh, well, yeah. there's the Hoover Dam. There's the uh, there's the Afsluitdijk. There's the Amsterdam. Amsterdam. Yes, we are nowhere closer to actually figuring out. There's not no. a linear scale. Like no, there's, there's Beaver Dam, that, and then there's nothing for a long. Well, I mean, there's lots of other time. there's lots of other dams. Which, there's that one in Brazil, which is actually interesting because like they they started building it and they yeah. built a whole levee and a dam and everything, and then as the water started rising, they actually had teams of uh, ecologists trying to rescue as many animals from the various little islands oh. that started because the animals ran away from the water but inevitably some of them got like stuck on uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, on, on little islands which had formed and yeah they they spent a lot of effort and time to like try trying to rescue as many animals as they could from drowning 
Oh, it's like including tranquilizing jaguars and uh, 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 yeah. Oh, well, like, jaguars were not happy about like <laughs> no, they're not fans of water, are they? Well, jag- I think uh, leopards they, they don't, are. No, jaguars don't matter. I mean, they live in the fucking Amazon. They're like, they're, I don't think they're particularly bothered. I mean, leopards hunt crocodiles if they get the hang of it, so they're not bothered. And I think oh, jaguars yeah, are not particularly right. fussed either by water, but you know, oh, okay, yeah. Still, there's a difference between jumping in to grab yourself a caiman or, uh, like, being chased by water into a tree. Oh, maybe that's where we should go. Maybe the – okay, maybe it's a, a, about thirst. Maybe okay. it's from a, a – a, like, a dung beetle yeah. all the way up to, like, a jellyfish. Oh. In terms of how much water how much content. you need water do you, do oh, you like, need. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. Yeah? Okay, How's well. that? From dung beetle to jellyfish, how, yeah, how dung thirsty be- are dung you? beetle doesn't care. Yeah, how exactly. Not, how, how or Ganymede, you know? I am going to go with needs lots of water, yeah. but in a pinch can do without. I'm going to go with eel. Yeah, because they can survive on... Uh, Generally lives in water, but can actually crawl across land like a snake to get from one bit of water to the next. So yeah. I'm going to go with eel. Yeah, little snakehead, snakehead yes. motherfucker. Oh, more creepy. Aztec snake symbology or something Ah, like yeah, that. excellent, excellent. So there we go. What a good book. On Thank a scale you. from dung beetle to jellyfish, where this book is rated eel. <laughs> Yeah, that makes complete Spends sense. Spends most of its time in water, but can do without in a pinch. Thank you, El Sprague de Camp, for uh, contributing Der Große Fetisch, the, the, the great fetish, the story of how the human world was introduced to... Water. Water sports. So, yes. what do we have in store for our readers next week? Next week's book is by <laughs> Philip José Farmer. It's called Jesus on Mars. <laughs> and then about covers it. Thank you for joining us at Cover My Art, where baffling books are reviewed but not read by yours truly. My name is Kaki. And I'm Kay. And remember, we, we only judge a book by its cover. Oh, I could really go for a drink right now. Yeah. Sort of. Ah, can you imagine we made it through this whole thing and none of us said golden shower, like the golden fleece? Oh, yeah.